3: Welcome in to the early line. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside with you on Sports Grid, And we start things off with our game of the week. The Kansas City Chiefs against the Cleveland Browns. This number has been moving quite a bit. At one point looking like it could potentially get to seven. It is down to five and a half. Browns backers are out in droves as the Chiefs at home are a five and a half point favorite with a total Donnie of 54 and a half.
4: Browns backers are out in droves, including this guy right here. As we talked about it, you're right, early in the week saying, oh, if there's any way, Kevin, this thing gets the seven, I will love it and jump all over it. It's not going that way. And still, quite frankly, I think the five and a half that we're showing here at the FanDuel Sportsbook is still valuable for the Cleveland Browns. The one thing I'm a little worried about in this game, am I overhyping the Browns? I'll look at their offensive line as elite wide receiving core elite, running back position elite, very good young quarterback. I expect that maturation process to continue into 2021 with Baker Mayfield. Love the coaching staff, the analytics they use, pass first team. I think it all matches up. And also you have the capability of having a devastating pass rush, which is exactly how you get after the Kansas City Chiefs. But then again, The Chiefs are a really good football team. They won the Super Bowl two years ago. They got back there last year. They have one of the elite home field advantages in all of football opening up here on Sunday at Arrowhead. The one question mark I have, if there is one, Andy Reed's a fantastic coach. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the game. There's no question about that. But that rebuilt offensive line here for the Kansas City Chiefs to see see how it holds up against Miles Garrett in that defensive front, that's going to be the key to the ballgame. If Miles Garrett can wreak havoc in the backfield and get into the face of Patrick Mahomes, much like we saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl last year, that will keep them in this ballgame. I am very high on the Browns. I'm not going to say, hey, they lose this game and then have a good season. No, I think they are here to play and here to win, Kevin. And looking at that number creeping lower, would I rather have the sixes and the six and a half years on here on Friday? Of course I would. But the fact that they're still getting the five and a half points, and I think there's a legitimate chance they can go into Arrowhead and win this football game, I'll take that five and a half year on a Friday.
3: I understand the love for the Cleveland Browns coming into this season overall. I do not understand the love for the Cleveland Browns coming into this football game. I can't get there. This isn't even about like, oh, the Chiefs are going to be so mad that they lost the Super Bowl. As if the Browns aren't upset that they lost to the Chiefs in the playoffs. This is about who the Kansas City Chiefs are. It's about who Andy Reid is. Andy Reid, as historically in his career, always been excellent with extra time to prepare. Everybody knows what he's been able to do statistically off of buys. Not much different in a week one situation. He has won outright and covered in four consecutive week one matchups there. And let me say, Mahomes is 3-0 and straight up and against the spread in his week one starts in his career, winning each of those games by double digits, Donnie, and getting to at least 34 points in all of those games and that's because Mahomes and the Chiefs, they almost always win. I even, and I don't necessarily consider myself low on the Cleveland Browns, maybe compared to some others like yourself. Maybe I'm a little bit lower here, but the Chiefs are still the favorites. This number is still now below the sixth threshold here. A lot of people like yourself feeling like the Chiefs can lose this game, and I just cannot get there we've seen far too much from Mahomes in his early career that suggests this is a game that they're going to go out there get over 30 points and hang it on Cleveland in my estimation radio audience in full effect appreciate all those listening to the early line on sports grid radio Kevin Walsh and Donnie right side Donnie I don't know if you're interested in the total in this football game but this is one where we're seeing it differently here I'd lay the number with the Kansas City Chiefs
4: and look, they're a very good football team, elite home field advantage. I cannot fault you for doing that. But when I take a look at matchups here, I think Cleveland is built to play against teams like Kansas City, that elite offensive line that they have, that great running game. You can extend drives. Instead of having five plays, 80 yards, and a touchdown, which is fantastic, don't get me wrong, you can make that nine plays. You can make it five and a half minutes off the clock. You can churn and burn and still score at the same time. Because if you're looking from a perspective of the Cleveland offense versus the Kansas City defense, I think that's the Biggest mismatch in this football game. I don't think they're going to be adequately pressuring Baker Mayfield, the elite wide receivers we talked about on the outside with Odell Beckham Jr. coming back healthy this year, Jarvis Landry. Look at that secondary. We're not even sure, Kevin, that Tyron Matthew, the all world safety, is even going to play in this ballgame. That is a light defense from the linebackers to the cornerbacks to the safeties on back. And I think Cleveland's going to be able to do some damage here. Looks like we're going to get good weather in Kansas City. My favorite game of the week to just sit back and watch will be this one. And I'll have a little bit of Cleveland's Browns money on this one.
3: I'm really, really excited for this game overall in terms of some props that stand out here. I think Tyreek Hill, over 83 and a half yards, uh, has some juice to it. He had 110 last year in the playoff game between these teams. We saw Tyreek and Mahomes link up for a 35-yard touchdown during the preseason. I think even in in the Super Bowl where nobody had any good games, he still got over 70 yards in that football game here. The one thing I noticed, Donnie, looking at touchdown score props here, you're paying through the nose on your Kelsey and Hills. Almost minus 200 for pass catchers is very out of the ordinary.
4: No, it certainly is. But do you expect it? I mean, this is a team. Would you be shocked if you came up Monday and said, hey, you know what? You know how a good game? The tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs with Kelsey. Yeah. Eight catches, 110 mm-hmm. yards, two touchdowns. This offense is going to move the football. But I do believe that Cleveland's going to be able to counterbalance that and have a very good offensive performance of their own here. Yeah.
3: This is also a great same-game parlay kind of game there. Nick Chubb over yards, you know, you get some of these touchdown scores involved, all totals bought down. It's a really, really fun game, game of the week for a reason, but
5: a lot more games to
3: get to. We continue that on the other side right here on the Early Line.
5: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
6: Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack. And save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find?
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Sandwich, but you're the Filet-O-Fish Sandwich all day.
3: Back right here on your early line, we just finished up Chiefs Browns. I wanted to actually make sure, Donnie, that I brought up some unfortunate news yesterday from the Baltimore Ravens, which continues a string of unfortunate injury news for this football team. The running back room seemingly cursed as they lost Gus Edwards to a season-ending ACL injury, and incredibly, that might not even be the biggest injury that they had yesterday as Marcus Peters, their star corner, also tore his ACL, and it now has the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns as co-favorites for the division crown at plus 130 on the FanDuel Sportsbook.
4: Yeah, wild stuff. And sometimes it's just about being healthy in the regular season, Kevin, but sometimes it's just about being healthy, getting to the starting line here. Now, when you see those injuries come up, you basically lost your top three running backs from last year. So that's going to be much more on the shoulders here of Lamar Jackson. Now, how does it feed into the regular season? These are devastating injuries. This is a team. It's like saying, hey, we're going to throw the ball all over the place. Oh, by the way, we lost our top three wide receivers, but we're still going to throw the ball all over the place. You're going to have to make some changes here, but I have to say I already like the Cleveland Browns to win that division. So that doesn't change for me. It actually helps a little bit more in a wager on taking Cleveland to win that. Maybe now you're looking more towards the Pittsburgh Steelers at that longer shot, thinking that these are going to be devastating injuries through throughout 2021 but then your mind gets a little bit creative here and you say to yourself if the baltimore ravens still have a very good season as we anticipate here kevin the number one player that you're going to look at now for mvp who would it be lamar jackson at the mm-hmm. FanDuel sportsbook sitting at 19 to 1 if they're good he's rushing for a thousand he's throwing for four thousand. this is going to be an amazing performance because it looks like now the ravens everything is going to come down to lamar jackson in 2021
3: it's a great, great point by you. The credit share will be massive for Lamar. And those that were with us when we did our preseason predictions, I've got money in the Baltimore Ravens to win the Super Bowl. To be honest with you, the running back stuff, eh, didn't move the needle. Marcus Peters is a devastating loss. The yeah. only thing that keeps me not, you know, feeling too bad about the whole thing is. Baltimore's an aggressive football team. As long as they're contending, they'll be in the mix come trade deadline time there. They traded for Marcus Peters midseason. They'll look to make moves, and that's already a very, very talented secondary. They're playing Monday night football. We'll have a great preview of that game when the time does come. But we keep moving through the week one action, Donnie, and we just talked about the Kansas City Chiefs as well. If they're not going to win the AFC West, spoiler, they are. But if they're not, a lot of people think it will be the L.A. Chargers. They enter week one as Slight road dogs against the Washington football team. All near pick them for most of the week here. Total at 44 and a half.
4: I love this football game, it's one of those throwbacks to me because you're going to get two very good defenses here. Not really sure what I'm getting out of either offense, but that's because you have a young quarterback in Justin Herbert hoping to take that leap in year two and also taking a look at the Washington football team, Ryan Fitzpatrick under center, who's a massive upgrade to anything that the Washington football team was running out last year. Now, you also have some changes. McLaurin, who was banged up so much for last year, he looks to be healthy at the starting gate. But Samuel on the opposite side, one of those guys that you acquire hoping to be a big-time threat We'll see if he's able to go with injuring that groin during training camp and maybe getting a little bit nicked up here as we're heading into game week. But the biggest situation in this game, Kevin, is probably with the smallest player in this game situation. That's Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. The fact that it looks like he has a damaged hamstring heading into the season when we know those injuries linger, even down the line, but taking a look at opening day, is he going to be out there for his full share? Right? Right. 15 touches, 20 touches, including both rushing and receiving. He is a major player, and if you have a good pass rush and a good front seven like the Washington football team does, that's a lot of dump-off pass that you can pick up big yardage under Eckler. If he's not there, that is a big-time loss on that offense. For that one point, now look, it's a running back. And we know we talked about the running backs, maybe not as valuable, obviously, as quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. But this guy is a very key component to that offense. I love the Washington football team defense. I think they match up very well, particularly with Austin Eckler out of the game. But I want to see what I get from that Washington football team on the offensive side of the ball. Fitzpatrick will give his wide receivers one-on-one opportunities. Good young running back talent. Solid offensive line. I think Washington wins this one at home here, Kevin.
3: I have talked about Washington as we've built up to this season. That as Look, yes, they're talented on the defensive side of the football, but no team, what they did last season, has been more overrated than the Washington football team. They won seven games. Here's who they beat at the quarterback position. Big Ben, by far and away, by far and away, the best quarterback that they beat. The game that they injured Joe Burrow, they were losing when Burrow was actually out there on the field. Wentz, Daniel Jones, Nick Mullins, Whatever in the world the Eagles did in the Week 17 football game. Those are the quarterbacks that they beat last year. They didn't beat a good quarterback. Justin Herbert's a good quarterback here. Maybe it's a spite bet. I'd play the Chargers team total as long as Eckler's out there. The Washington football team, people, oh, they gave the Bucks that run for their money with that amazing defense. They got 31 put on them. I... It's just, I know Chase Young's amazing. He's going to win a Defensive Player of the Year during his NFL career. I have never been more positive. I don't know about positive, but they're not winning this division. I know, Donnie, you think they can win this division. Nobody's repeated in this division for well over a decade. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not going to come in and change that. I'm not doing this Washington football team thing this year. I'm not overly, overwhelmingly high on the Chargers as some others are, so I'm not positive that. They, look, they can win this football game here, but boy, I still believe a lot of what they did last year has been overrated due to the quarterbacks that they were able to draw up, and I am not a Ryan Fitzpatrick buyer, which I can't believe. I feel like somehow I'm in the minority in that way.
4: And and look, I'm not a long term Ryan Fitzpatrick guy. I'm just trying to center it around the football team of what I saw last year heading into this year. It's the same way that we talked about the Miami Dolphins, right? If they still had Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'd have a much higher outlook on the Dolphins, even though Ryan Fitzpatrick has never led his team to a uh, forget about an NFL championship into the playoffs and played in a playoff game. I think that has a good chance to change this year, but I do think you're catching the Chargers at a good spot here. Coming West Coast to East Coast mm-hmm. opening day, some good vibes around the Washington football team here. Fitzpatrick under center. And also one of those key elements that we already talked about, Eckler being injured or possibly, you know, only getting half the touches or half as effective as he would be if he was healthy. Should be a good one in Washington. I'm looking forward to it, but I do have that slight nod here on the football team.
3: Another NFC East versus AFC West matchup, Donnie. The New York Giants at home are field goal dogs against the Denver Broncos here. If I'm not mistaken, the lowest total on the board this week, 41 and a half as Teddy Bridgewater walks in to the New York
4: Giants. Yeah, here's the problem I'm having with this game. I do like the Denver Broncos. I think they go on the road and win this football game because I think they're the more talented team. And even though the fact that I always like to say, I think Drew Locke should be the starting quarterback to figure out if he can be the franchise quarterback for the Broncos. If you're asking me to take a one-game bet you're on opening day on the road, I don't mind Teddy Bridgewater being my quarterback. But am I over-hyping the Denver Broncos in this football game? We'll see if Bradley Chubb gets to the starting gate mm-hmm. here because that will be a devastating pass-rush combo on both sides with Chubb and Von Miller. But having said that, I think this game comes down to one key component. It's not Daniel Jones who I don't like as a quarterback. Saquon Barkley, how many carries he's going to get, we don't know. Nice wide receivers mm-hmm. for, Washington, for, excuse me, for the New York Giants. But at the same time, Look at that offensive line for the New York Giants. If you do have some healthy guys in the lineup, particularly Chubb and Von Miller, they should be able to crash the pocket all day long. And you know who fumbles a ton when he's hit? Daniel Jones. I think that might be enough because I know most people are going to focus on the offense of the Denver Broncos, and that good young wide receiver core. But I'm going to focus mm-hmm. on the defense of the Denver Broncos doing some damage because, as we say, it always starts with the offensive line and in the trenches. That's how you win in the football, in the National Football League, and the Giants have one of the single worst offensive lines. That's never a good thing.
3: And I think that's all incredibly valid. With that being said, though, there's people who feel like the Broncos are like a top 10 roster in the NFL. Not for me. I've said this before. I think the wrong player is starting at quarterback here in Teddy Bridgewater. Sorry to my guy, Nuggets. I know he's going to be distraught to hear (laughs) me even talking about his football team. Once again here, I'm taking a home dog, getting a field goal in the New York Giants. This team made improvements over the season. And while I understand that they certainly, Donnie, and you're right, don't have the greatest offensive line in this league, A lot of good skill players out there, man. I said, you know, Saquon Barkley returns and Kenny Dolly is going to make a debut for this team here. Daniel Jones has the weapons to keep this team competitive, and I think he'll do just that. We take a break. We keep things moving. Birds talk up next.
5: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
6: Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, steve madden calvin klein and more from just 30 dollars. score great brands and great prices on easter looks for everyone plus spring decor gifts and all kinds of deliciousness rack up the deals today at your nordstrom rack store what will you find
1: everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mckrispie sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day
3: welcome back to the early line temple walk through Donnie right side with you here the Falcons and the Eagles taking place this weekend Atlanta is a three-point favorite and looks like some people buying the Philadelphia Eagles on that spread total Donnie, is 48 and a half as a couple of year one head coaches set to meet in this game.
4: Should be a very good game here, at least from a perspective from the Eagles and Falcons fans, because it's a legitimate game that they both can win. And if you're not looking for huge seasons out of either one of these football teams, at least you have opening day. But let's get down to the crux of the argument of why you would pick a side here. I'm looking towards the Philadelphia Eagles in this game, Kevin, not because... I think the Eagles can run away into the overall better football team, but I do see some deficiencies here with the Atlanta Falcons that I think the Eagles can exploit. Number one would be the offensive line of the Atlanta Falcons, probably the strength of the Eagles' defense here. Even though you have a nice addition of Nelson, a cornerback, now to go with Slay, so a legitimate starting combo on the outside, that defensive line of Josh Swett, Hargrave, Cox, and Graham, they should be able to do some damage, Kevin, without having to blitz more guys. So organic pass rushes help your secondary out. So let's take a look as a whole what the Atlanta Falcons are going to try to do. Obviously, Kyle Pitts, one of the most exciting young tight ends in the game here, coming out of the University of Florida, also matched up with Ridley. That's a nice 2-1-2 two, two combo punch. But you know who's not there who would have made a big difference being healthy game one? That's Julio Jones. So maybe the biggest move mm-hmm. in this game actually came in the offseason when Julio Jones was traded from the Atlanta Falcons over to the Tennessee Titans. Now, flipping it over to the Eagles on the offensive side here, I'm not in love either with the Atlanta Falcons defense, and I do want to see what I'm getting this year out of the Philadelphia Eagles, particularly from their offensive line. If it's healthy, it can be one of the better offensive lines in football, but here's where the Eagles get into a little bit of trouble. We didn't see a lot of Jalen Hurts in the preseason. Maybe that's good. Maybe you're hiding a lot of formations, and maybe Jalen Hurts is really ready to go right out of the gate in week one but you're also leaning on a very inexperienced wide-receiving core. You're looking for Jalen Rager to take that next jump from a disappointing rookie season. You're looking for the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, to come in and dominate from game one. That's not a lot to be desired here, but you do have some a good set of tight ends. It's going to be up to the legs of Jalen Hurts. If he can run in this game, Kevin, and pick up those extra first downs, I don't know, maybe five carries for 65 yards, mm-hmm. breaking off one of those 25-yarders, that would really help. I do think this game is a true coin flip, but I think the downfall of the Philadelphia Eagles, if they lose, it's because the young wide receivers weren't able to step up in this game. And if I flip it over to the Atlanta Falcons, if their offensive line doesn't block adequately here for Matt Ryan, could be a long day for that offense as well.
3: All in all, Donnie, I think this game is difficult to pick, side or total. I lean birds, I lean over. Some people will tell you those are my default standpoints there don't listen to those haters. This is my favorite prop game, I think, on the board. I think there's a lot of juice across the table. As far as Eagles props go, I think Devonta Smith over three and a half catches is more than manageable there. I think he's going to be the most targeted friend of Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts' passing prop is actually quite low at 236 and a half. Let's not forget, they are a dog in this football game. Atlanta's defense should be vulnerable. And last year, Jalen Hurts had multiple games well above 300 plus passing yards, limited sample size, only 3 games that he started and finished last year for the Eagles. I think 236 and a half could be a little bit light. I'll be interested to see if we get passing plus Rushing, the kind of market that you usually get on a Lamar Jackson or a Josh Allen or a Kyler Murray. But there's also Falcons props that jump out here, Donnie. Calvin Ridley for a big game, minus uh, minus 125 to minus 130 as an anytime touchdown score over his yardage prop as well. I think he can get to 100. And even Mike Davis, I think, as the legitimate horse running back here for the Atlanta Falcons, sub 50 yards on his rushing yards prop. I think Mike Davis is going to get the work to get over a number like that.
4: No, I like it. I like where you're going on that, too, because we've had a propensity to see here in the city of Philadelphia other wide receivers dominate against the Eagles' secondary. I think this Eagles' secondary is much better than it has been over the past couple of years. We'll see how it holds up. And also, as I said, you don't have Julio Jones on the opposite side. So Ridley, now that true number one, we'll see how he holds up. And then again, over the middle pits should have a dominant season here, hopefully, and stay healthy. Looking at it from an Eagles perspective, you're looking at some prop bets here. Like Miles Sanders, he is going to be the lead dog. He should be a three down back unless you're giving time to the Boston Scots of the world or Gainwell, a rookie. I think he's going to get a huge share here of carries and also usage rate here in week one for the Philadelphia Eagles, Kevin.
3: Moving over to the game that will feature the former Eagles quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts here hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Carson Wentz should be ready to go for this football game. The Colts are three-point home underdogs, Donnie, as the Seahawks provide usually high totals. This game not much different, 48-and-a-half here in Indianapolis.
4: Yeah, it's going to be down suits for me. Forget about Carson Wentz in this game, right? You think a quarterback's going to have to win the game. I understand that. Russell Wilson, one of the single best quarterbacks in the entire National Football League. But I think it's going to come down to how the defense of the Indianapolis Colts sets up here against the wide receivers and particularly Russell Wilson of the Seahawks. Decent offensive line for the Seahawks. You do have some good pass rushers here up front for the Indianapolis Colts, an all-world linebacker in Darius Leonard. He should be able to patrol the middle of the field. But I do like the fact that I do we have the slight upgrade at corner back and in, in the secondary from what we saw last year. Xavier Rhodes had a very good season, bringing him over from Minnesota, Moore, and also carry. I think they will be good enough to slow down Metcalf and Lockett, which is going to leave it up to the Indianapolis offense to lean on that offensive line, lean on that running game here. You don't have the big play ability that you would have to stretch the field with T.Y. Hilton, who looks like he's going to be out for a couple of weeks here in the 2021 season. But this game has a lot of question marks for me. As you guys know, I bet the Indianapolis team total – for the full season over the eight and a half. Do I think they get there? Absolutely. They have a tough stretch here over the first five to six weeks of the season, one of the toughest stretches that you could possibly have. But if you're going to win football games, it's nice to have the tough games at home because you have the Rams coming up in week two and, of course, the Seattle Seahawks in week one. This is a true toss-up game to me, Kevin. I know we're leaning on that plus three here. At least I'm leaning on the Indianapolis Colts here. I do think they play well at home with Frank Reich. But it's hard to bet good money on a football team, Kevin, when I don't know exactly what I'm getting out of the quarterback position, at least early from Carson Wentz and the Colts. All
3: in all, though, for me, Donnie, when I'm looking at this game, I have to take the Colts plus three as a value play because this look-ahead line was closer to the Colts minus three due to all of the injury news around Indianapolis that outside of a T.Y. Hilton absence here is going to be solved by the time we play this game. It just never worked its way back to where I think it should have. This game lands pick. I'd pass if maybe not even lean Seattle. I think the numbers suggest you play the Colts plus three here. I don't want to say you're getting a free three points. Russell Wilson is always difficult to beat. The Seahawks have traveled well in terms of a West Coast team, going to the East Coast team. It's not my favorite pick, but sometimes they say when you bet the NFL, if you feel sick before making the wager, that's a good thing. I feel a little uneasy about it, but the numbers just jump out to me, Donnie, and they feel right there with the Colts plus three points. Sticking with the team, though, that is after that Colts injury news, we talk about lines never kind of working back to their initial standpoint there. The Titans moved to the favorites of that AFC South division and have held that spot as we are about to start the year here. High total of 52.5 as they host the Arizona Cardinals as three-point favorites.
4: Yeah, not looking at this football game here as a defensive stalwart game. You're looking more from an offensive perspective, and you have two elite offenses to me. One of the more balanced offenses in the entire NFL is probably going to come from the Tennessee Titans this year. Very good offensive line. Also, taking a look at Julio Jones, coming over from the Atlanta Falcons. As we talk about, that's a big loss for the Atlanta Falcons. That is a big-time game for the Titans. Now, I always like to joke during the season, Kevin, Julio Jones, questionable for the week. It's out Wednesday, six out Thursday. He's going to give it a go on Sunday morning to see if he's going to be on the active 53-man roster. But you know what we're probably not worrying about here week one? Julio Jones being active on the 53-man roster, so you do expect to have Julio Jones and A.J. Brown Opposite each other, and also a healthy Derrick Henry to me, the best overall running back in football here. Dalvin Cook would like a little bit of saying in that as well, but you get the point and picture here. Ryan Tannehill, also, you give him dominant weapons on the outside, a very good offensive line, and a running game with Derrick Henry. The play action pass to take shots downfield opens up immensely here. I do think the Tennessee Titans are good enough to win this football game. I'll lay the three points here, but I'm with you. I'm not looking at this game as a 21-17 to game, 24-21 to game. Both of these offenses Mm -hmm. are legitimate, and that up-tempo that the Arizona Cardinals will have in this game, that's going to help push the pressure for Tennessee to not slow the football game down and sort of react. And you know you have to score each and every time, maybe even going for it more on fourth and short right around midfield here. Less punts, more field goals, more touchdowns, more points.
3: Look, all in all, Donnie, the Tennessee Titans at home have been incredibly kind to over bettors. The 16 home games that they've played since 2019 hold an 11-4-1 record to the over. Ryan Tannehill has been tremendous in terms of his production at home as well for the Tennessee Titans. I'll be interested to see. We don't have a full slate of props yet listed for this game. I'll be interested to see where a lot of the Tannehill, perhaps over touchdown passes number, does check in. I'll add this, Donnie, because we never got to talk about it when we did our season-long player props. One wager that you and I both locked in due to a value play that we did talk about when we did a Titans season preview was Derrick Henry over 10.5 Ten and a half touchdowns. We didn't really talk about it because the number went to 13 and a half. No reason to bet it at that point. But I think something that will make both you and I happy is a ridiculous minus 240 price on Derrick Henry to get into the end zone in this game.
4: Love it. 17 games on the season, Kevin. Every single touchdown so big. Why not a two-touchdown game on opening day to give that a nice Mm -hmm. cushion for the rest of the season? But that was a good look by you. That's sort of that money tucked away here for the remainder, maybe adding to the little Christmas bonus here. But certainly getting that plus EV or CLV, as we like to say here, that's big time.
3: No doubt about it. We have three more games on this board To get to the Lions and the Niners, the Rams and the Bears and the Bengals and the Vikings. And we will also give you our pick six. Excited to bring that to the people here as well as we keep things moving on the early line. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside will be right back on Sports Grid after this quick break.
0: Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
6: Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses. Plus, updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find?
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Filet-O-Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
2: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: All right, let's get right to the action here because we've got a game where we have a seven and a half point home underdog on this board this game is built to lose people money i love this game it is no there's no way i don't lose money on this game what a tremendous piece of action here as the niners go to detroit donnie as seven and a half point favorites the total is 44 and a half and it's even better because the line is up to eight and a half here oh this is a tremendous tremendous game
4: I guess it sort of has the feel that we were taking a look at last night between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But the only thing that's close is the line at this point because we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys as an elite offensive unit. That's not exactly what we're getting here from the Detroit Lions. A below-average offensive line. And We'll see how it rebounds. You know, Penn is going to be broken in at the right tackle here. You do have a pretty good center. But you have Jared Goff under center who's not very mobile against an elite pass rushing unit that looks to be healthy to start the regular season in the San Francisco 49ers. No longer the days of Megatron out there or Marvin Jones Jr. or anybody else that can even come to mind like a Kenny Galladay. There's a lot of question marks on this Detroit offense. I guess if you're looking from a contrarian perspective, they are at home and we'll see what we get out of Jimmy G. But when you try to build the case for both football teams here, the case is, like, one page long for Detroit that says, well, if the 49ers play bad, Detroit has a chance. <laughs> Outside of that, Kevin, yeah, I, don't, I don't have a pathway to victory here. I don't. No, no, no. You're, this is the
3: thing, right? The whole reasons to bet the Niners column, you're, like, flipping through, like, seven pages of notes. But then in yeah. massive, bold letters is just this, "I week one, home dog, eight and a half points. I mean, this is the thing. This is where I'm. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I am better at this this season than I have been almost every other year. I do not, I'm begging you people out there, do not tease the Niners down to two and a half. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Now, I'm sure someone will send me this clip when they win this game by 20 points and say, why not? I just, That's the re like this is such a terrible, terrible game. But that's why I love this game here. If you made me bet this one, I take the eight and a half points here. The one thing that I would ask you, Donnie, and even if it's, you know, difficult because it's Detroit, but this feels like the kind of game as we get deeper into the year I wouldn't surprise me if you're involved in a team total of a flat seventeen for a home team there feels like a legitimate shout, even if it is the Detroit Lions.
4: It it does, but this is one of those where you would like to see maybe six or seven games in here. If they were still at the 17, maybe you could see how they operate and how they would get after a certain defense here. But also, when you take a look at you know if Decker was the starting left tackle, which looks like he might be missing this this football game for the Detroit Lions, you say, okay, decent offensive line. Maybe they can hold up. They're in a dome. If they get blown out, you should be able to score late. I hear you on that because there are going to be some games which I like to be called absolute pain games where he's saying like, why are you taking this Mm -hmm. Jets team total at 11 and a half that used to appear last year? Because sometimes there are some intricacies to the game plan that you feel that a team like Detroit can be, you know, make a 49ers team vulnerable. I just don't have that yet. I don't know what I'm going to outside of a coach that we're going to probably have a camera on the entire game, making tackles Mm. on the sideline. Him helps himself with Campbell. There's not a lot of hype for me going around, but then again, There was never any hype with Matt Patricia. So at least you don't have that moving forward, and that's why you take Detroit. But at this time, I don't see a pathway to victory here, which means I really can't back Detroit. And having said that, the show will be so fun Monday. Did you see the Lions 24-23 over the 49ers? And Trey Lance will be starting week two
3: hmm. Oh, yeah, Trey Lance right now is loving some Detroit Lions. If good brother Campbell, by the way, doesn't strap a helmet on and get out there for a couple of plays, what oh, yeah. are we even yep. doing? Uh, the NFC pass. North absolutely is also in action with the Vikings and the Bengals. Another uh, home dog here in the Cincinnati Bengals getting three points from Minnesota. 46.5, Donnie, is the total in this one.
4: Yeah, one of my favorite plays of the week here, team total here on the Minnesota Vikings. Why is that? Because you're just simply matching up a very poor defense against a team with some offensive elite talent. Let's take a look at what the Cincinnati Bengals do well on defense. Yeah, we're already done that section. They don't do anything well in defense here. The secondary is <laughs> a choice. The linebackers leave a lot to be desired. The front four, all right, you get Hendrickson over there from the New Orleans Saints. That's, I guess, a positive. But outside of that, you have a pretty good offensive line here from Minnesota. Kirk Cousins, say what you want about him. He puts up regular season statistics. You have elite wide receivers on both sides with Jefferson and Thielen. And to me, the overall most explosive running back in football, that is Dalvin Cook. They should get into the mid-20s. They should win this football game. But I do think you might get a little bit of a running mate here, as we like to say, with that Cincinnati Bengals offense. As long as Joe Burrow stays upright, I think they will have a good mm-hmm. offensive performance. But the Vikings are the superior team here on the offensive side of the football. They'll score points in this one.
3: Yeah, I think overall, Donnie, it feels like an over game here at 46 and a half because the Bengals can be picked on, but they also bring in a tremendous set of skill position players. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, even if – his comments that apparently the NFL football is hard to catch because it doesn't have stripes is wildly (laughs) concerning Joe Mixon out of the backfield there. They don't have player props for this game. It's a great player prop game. The Dalvin cook touchdown number might be minus 300. He probably will still be scoring a touchdown there, but I want to see what his numbers look like in this game. And I want to see how they try and divvy up the wide receiver trio here for the Cincinnati Bengals. a Burrow passing yards prop could make some sense in this one last game on deck. Donnie Sunday night football Rams Bears Matthew Stafford is a seven and a half point favorite as he makes his Los Angeles debut here with a 46 and a half total
4: yeah, my only question is, look, you're going to get a good performance out of the Bears defense or as good a performance as you're going to need to try to stick around with the Los Angeles Rams. The question is the Chicago Bears offense that I'm not in love with here. Andy Dalton's going to be on the center. Not a great primetime quarterback. Not a great quarterback overall. He might be running for his life behind that Chicago Bears offensive line. Kevin, you were out there in Chicago. You saw the Chicago Bears in the preseason. It doesn't look pretty up front in the trenches. and That's the last place you want to be with Aaron Donald and that defense bearing down an elite set of cornerbacks. Points are going to be very hard to come by here for the Bears. I do think the Rams will have some success, but how much really do you have to push the envelope, Kevin, when you're dealing with that Bears offense? I see a lower scoring battle here. Do I think the Rams can win? Yes, I do. Do I think they can cover that total, or excuse me, cover that Side, I do think that as well. That's not really Mm -hmm. where I'd be leaning here. I don't particularly like a team total on either side, but if I'm looking from a total perspective on Sunday Night Football, I think you get two good performances out of both defenses here, and I don't think the Rams will be pushed, so maybe they don't need to open up that entire playbook before they take their talents on the road to Indianapolis next week.
3: I think that's the key thing, Donnie, is just getting a sense of what Sean McVay wants to unveil here with Matthew Stafford in this first football game, because you're right. I don't think they'll need to unload here. I think that the seven and a half is accurate. I would lean towards laying those seven and a half points, even if it is a lot to do on a week one here. I think that this team, though, with the Rams and the weaponry that they have, I I don't know if McVay will be able to contain the excitement. 27 and a half against a Bears team that's supposed to be defense first could be a lot, but maybe a first half wager on the Los Angeles Rams could be a way to get involved here. I'm very excited to see what the Matthew Stafford props look like here, but I think this is a Rams, Rams, Rams kind of football game. One thing I know, Donnie, that people will be interested into seeing here is just is there anything Dalton can do to trigger Justin Fields earlier than later. I don't think in this game, but obviously you mentioned the Trey Lance stuff week two. You know, Justin Fields we're going to be hearing about all season long.
4: No, we certainly will, and it's going to get started up, and it should be ramped up. Hey, look, if Andy Dalton goes on the road and beats the Rams, you might quiet that down a little bit, but I think we know where the bread is buttered in Chicago with the fan base here. They want to get fields on the field sooner than later, and this is a tough spot. If you were starting on the road, Kevin, against the Detroit Lions and Dalton showed out and they won 27-20, to 20, okay, they picked up the victory. This is literally like the worst game. It's Andy Dalton saying, I don't want to look over my shoulder. Brother, you are looking over your shoulder after the first quarter <laughs> in this
3: one. <laughs> your neck's going to start hurting, and that might not just yep. be from Aaron Donald picking you up and slamming you down. Final segment for us here in this show, well, there's one more segment, you get the deal, is a new segment called The Pick Six. The idea here, six different categories, six different types of wagers to give you all of the different angles that you could possibly want here when you are betting some NFL action. Donnie, the categories are a touchdown scorer, a money line dog, and under That's basically forcing Donnie and I to pick an under because we don't like unders. A game to tease, a yardage prop, and an all-line. Donnie, I'll let you start here first. Let's get the pick six.
4: Yeah, let's go right down the list here. Touchdown score for me. Going down the list, who do I think is going to hit pay dirt here? I'm going to pick on a bad Detroit Lions football team. I'm going to go George Kittle. Plus 135 anytime touchdown score here for the San Francisco 49ers. My money line dog, and it feels like I might be on an island by myself, Gilligan's Island, where I'll be shipwrecked and never be allowed to come back. But I'm going to take that money line dog here on the Houston Texans at a plus 154. Keep it moving. You're right. I love the fact that we're forced to take unders. We just talked about the football game here today. 46 and a half Rams, Bears to the under. Don't see a great offensive performance coming from Chicago. Don't think I need too much offense here for the Los Angeles Rams. I think that one does stay under the total in this one. Also, the alt line. I'm going to go with my Eagles in this one. I'll pay a little bit of juice here because I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Push it above that key number of seven. I'll take the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles here at seven and a half at a minus 210. And then if we're taking a look at a yardage prop here, I'm going to back my guy, Jameis Winston. If I think they're going to score points, it's probably going to be through the air. I need a running mate with Green Bay to sort of set the tempo and set the lead. Jameis Winston here over 259 and a half yards. And then on the teaser leg, which we're going to combine like Voltron today, Mm -hmm. I'm going to take those Browns plus 11 and a half is my side of the teaser. Kevin.
3: I love the pick six. The Jameis number jumped right off of the page, Donnie, when I saw you put that in. It's Jameis Winston. Like, this might be the last time there's a Jameis Winston number sub like 290 and a half yards. It's Jameis Winston. I will say this, though. The idea with this teaser here is where Donnie and I each pick one, it has to combine, is it's going to be great to watch on a weekly basis to see which one of us trips up the other person here. I mean, listen, 11 and a half points is a lot, but I... Boy, I can't see the Chiefs as not a team that I would want to get in front of here. Let me transition over to my pick six. I'm going with what I feel is a little bit safer, although this is going – One of these big favorites is absolutely going to blow up all of these teasers here, but I don't think it'll be the Rams. You take them down to one and a half here. I think that they will be rolling the Chicago Bears on Sunday night football. Jalen Hurts over 236 and a half passing yards. Talked about this when we broke this game down. He got over 300 plus passing yards in two of the three games that he started and finished for the Philadelphia Eagles. They are dogs. He's going to throw the football. And alt line plus 165 over 50-and-a-half in the Jags-Texans game. Think about last year. texans Bengals. Brandon Allen was the quarterback for Cincinnati. 37-31 was the final. Let's take a plus money chance with two horrendous defenses. The under game, though, Dolphins-Patriots. 43.5 43 and a half is low, but I don't think it is low enough. Two teams that are defense, 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 and Mac Jones, a rookie quarterback, making his NFL debut. My money line dog, the New York Giants at plus 126. I think that the G men get it done at home. I am not buying Bridgewater and the Broncos. The Drew Locke will start games for that team funny enough I go for my touchdown score from the same game as Donnie but I go to the Detroit Lions because I like pain DeAndre Swift scored a touchdown in eight of his 10 games that he played last season it's plus 140 he's playing in this game Donnie and I think he'll get into the end zone
4: I like it and like we like to say
3: with a big meal Kevin the tummy is full for the weekend hmm It absolutely is. People are saying the pick six is a phenomenal segment. Could it have been a little bit better? Maybe, maybe, but I think it was good enough. Ariel joins Donnie next right here on the Early Line.
5: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
6: Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack denim dresses sneakers tops and more plus get genius deals on jackets sweaters and boots for the whole family shop your nordstrom rack store today and save up to 70 percent with new markdowns but hurry deals this great won't last
1: everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or McCrispy sandwich but you're the filet-o-fish sandwich all day
4: Last segment of the week for the early line, and boy, did it go fast. A lot of NFL talk to hit. With myself on the right side of Kevin Wall, setting the table here for the morning after. Over the next three hours, right here on the Sports Grid Network, Ariel Epstein and Ben Stevens, they have you covered. I'll tell you who wasn't covered yesterday. Any wide receiver outside Mike Evans, Ariel Epstein. Welcome to the show on a NFL football Friday. I
7: am so excited to say happy Football Friday to everyone out there. Whether it's college, pro, it both exists now. Yesterday's game, an amazing start to the season. I'm glad I jinxed it. I said I had no hopes for Thursday night football. Figured with this spread that moved from a minus six and a half to minus nine, that Tampa Bay was going to blow Dallas out of the water come the second half. Wasn't the case. The Cowboys really hung in there. I wouldn't say it's as much about the offenses, which they both looked really good. It was really a good indication of what we're dealing with with both these defenses, Donnie.
4: It was amazing to watch here. And a lot of times, you know, these opening games don't live up to the billing. It was so much fun to watch both of these quarterbacks go toe-to-toe. We always like to say, Tom Brady, 44 years old, how much longer can he do it? He looked sensational last night. And then Dak Prescott, not a lot of time in training camp, worried about the ankle injury, worried about the throwing shoulder. He was sensational as well. All the stars came out to play last night and gave us one of those comeback victories. Only six points total in the fourth quarter, but action-packed with turnovers and field goals here. We do think the Dallas Cowboys may have let that one slip away. Any time you have a lead, obviously heading into the fourth quarter, or at least in the last two minutes, you got to close the door. But, Ariel, big things doing this weekend. A huge college football card on Saturday. Big time on Sunday as well. What do you guys got coming up for us here on the morning after?
7: We are going fully loaded with Football Friday, especially the third hour of our show, Happy Hour. It will be all NFL content. We have a great guest, at least one in each hour. Ben and I will go through our Major League Baseball picks as well, NFL and college picks going into the weekend. All we want to do is give you the edge so that you can build up that bankroll and have a really fun weekend of football.
4: Absolutely. Stay tuned to the morning after Ariel and Ben. They have you covered. Enjoy an action-packed weekend of football, Major League Baseball. We'll see you once again on Monday on the Early line. Your wife
0: called. She wants her husband back. We told her you were busy. It takes real commitment to get the winning edge. She seemed- Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh,